Welcome citizens, you're listening to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives. Here, thinkers and doers always have a key to the city. The mayor is in, so office hours start now. Happy New Year. You are tuned in to New Amsterdam Radio. It's the mayor, Flobo Boys, here with you. It's been a crazy, crazy journey for this show, and I hope that this year brings a little bit more light, a little bit more ideas, a little bit more idea and exchange between creatives. We're seeing a little bit of a refresh here. We've got a new podcast logo, a new intro, new opening, and we're going to have some fun with some high-class guests on the show. Let me know what you feel about the changes over at New Amsterdam, at New Amsterdam on Instagram, or at New underscore Amsterdam on that Twitter. Uh, my guest today is Adam Woods, uh, a close friend of mine, especially in the digital space, person of color, doing it, doing the content thing multiple times a week, uh, like yours truly. So I just want to sit down and learn more about his process, learn more about his mental space. And once you're done with today's episode, make sure you follow him on all the social media channels. Uh, and oh, but one more thing before we get to our interview today, just want to say I've heard about your feedback and your messages and your DMs, and we're going to be tweaking the show a little bit, you know, a little bit more of a longer interview seems to be what the people want. Doesn't mean you're going to be shortchanged if you're a member of the Boisterous Crew, that's patreon.com slash boys. We have show notes, we have photos, we have other things to make sure we have a grand old time if you decide to become a member and unlock extra content, bonus access, and all that cool stuff. Well, without further ado, here's my sit-down with Adam Woods, according to Woods, right now on New Amsterdam. Welcome back to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives. Now I'm being joined by someone that just blew my mind before I hit the record button, so I want to hear all about it. If you listen to our sister show, What's Up, Lover After Hours, this gentleman is on the sh- on the show a couple weeks ago, uh, doing big things in the podcasting space, digital space, and it might be maybe an inspiration for those looking to start. I want to welcome, please, Adam Woods, man. According to Woods, how you doing, sir? Good man, it's a it's an honor to be here. It was an honor to be on uh, Flobo After Hours. You are somebody who I absolutely adore. Uh, you, again, it, you know, uh, it, it's it's weird because we're, we're you know, on Wednesday, right? And those of the wrestling space, um, there, you know, the kind of dark cloud looming is the the death of John Huber, Brody Lee, Luke Harper, and they're going to do a tribute show. And I, I think about like nobody in a, in a business of like entertainment for wrestling, nobody had anything to say bad about him. Right. So in that respect, Flobo, you are our, our Brody Lee, you are John Huber, because yeah. everybody that I've talked to, you've yeah. motivated me. Like you try to get me into, into After Buzz. Like you are the, I mean, Gosh, you are the hub for content creators, so I can't thank you enough for what you do and letting me share space on on your platform. Uh, I appreciate that, man. But I mean, you got a platform of your own. This is the reason why I want to talk to you today, man. According to Woods, has grown exponentially across all digital platforms, and I am jealous now because I'm like, he's live again. I'm just slacking in my boxes, eating bonbons and planting chips. Uh, <laughs> but but walk me through this, man. What is according to Woods to the uninitiated? According to Woods is so I love MMA, I love pro wrestling, but according to what so 
one of the things that I made sure that I did, right, was I didn't want to be cast in a particular bubble, right? My yeah. friends that have wrestling podcasts, if they have an MMA fighter on or a musician that they love, or, or right, or my friends with the MMA podcast and they have some sort of page or whatever, and they interview somebody with in a different genre, right? They're kind of limited because they've named it, right? Right. as such right so for me according to woods it's like whatever the fuck i want to talk yeah. about um uh sorry i f-bomb there but yeah well we can edit it out he's got no, uh, Kratos, we, okay i accept you at face value whatever it might be unless you're well, illegal well i no no i uh, no illegalness <laughs> going on at all which is i'm a person of color that grew up in inglewood so that is Inglewood's. like blue chip stock uh you know but but yeah well so again according to woods is is essentially whatever the heck that i want to talk about because i think what I'm interested in, there might be a genre of people that are a legion of people or just one person that might be into the thing that I'm into and might not know about this other thing, right? So let's let's have a place for us all to converge and, and to reconvene and share our love for whatever. Yeah, I can charge, I mean, it's a live podcast, which I don't tell a lot of my guests until like 10 minutes before because I don't want to get that no, right? So I'm right. just going to kind of yeah, like yeah. <laughs> you open the door and i'm gonna creep on through but uh, but essentially it's that you know my comments are open for whoever wants to jump in uh you know because again especially in 2020 where things are so willy-nilly right so <laughs> yeah trademark yeah. To, to, right exactly so uh, you know it's just like a, a place for us to kind of converge right the guests to feel comfortable i never want to be the guy who when I slide into those DMs and want you to be on my podcast, people roll their eyes and be like, oh, I never call myself a journalist because that's not what I am. That's something sure. that I, you know, take my, my grandfather in Fiji was the very first Fijian born broadcaster in the country's history, right? Yeah. So broadcasting and, you know, news and media, these are things that have been secret, you know, in my household growing up. So with that all being said, I'm not that, but yeah. I'm a guy that might like some stuff that you might be into, that my guests might be comfortable to talk about, and let's just do this. Wait, did, did you ever meet your granddad, the broadcasting one from Fiji? Yes, Wame Wangani Sanini Sr. Um, he was essentially trained by the BBC when he was in the military during World War II um, and was stationed in Munich and essentially used his political clout you know, it, you know, before there was, yeah, and and have the BBC guys teach him the stuff. And before the war was over, he was already broadcasting back home. So when he came back to Fiji, essentially what happened was, you know, the ticker tape parade, the boys are home and everything. But the prime minister actually took him off to the side in downtown Suva and was like, showed him this business, that business, that well, building and this building ended up becoming uh, Fiji One, which I believe is still active today, but Fiji's first non-BBC um, uh, broadcasting studio. In yeah. addition to that, my 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 uncle, Wame Wanganesanini Jr., started the Fiji Post, which was the first non-governmental periodical in Fiji's history back in 88. So yeah. again, th these things- Dang, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, res I respect that. And it's, it's funny because we talk about uh, what does it take to, to do the thing. So a lot of people that listen to the Amsterdam Radio are at the beginning of whatever that it is. 
painters, break dancers, interpretive dancers, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and it's funny because at the beginning of this pandemic 25 years ago, uh, Adam Woods was, you know, he was doing his thing in this corner, but I've seen it in my own eyes. Maybe it's a confirmation bias, but you have grown so wide in such a short amount of time. I got to ask you, man, what is this? What part of the sauce can you share? Do you, the DMs over emails? Is it going live or going tape? Is it three times a week versus 10 times a week? What is the mix for Adam K. Woods? Man, I, so here's the thing. There is none, right? There, there's <laughs> a week that I, yeah, absolutely. There's a week where I will shoot out like 22, 22 DMs, get one back. There's one weeks where like everybody wants to do stuff on Wednesday and I'm doing it. I've done eight on a Wednesday, just randomly, you know? Yeah. I've got Zeta Zhang, who's a friend and, uh, you yeah, know, she's- Yeah, we haven't introduced me to her yet. I'm just saying. You know, Oh, okay. And Janae Hardy, no, you probably see those too. No, that's happening. That's <laughs> happening. No, uh, and it's great. But she's in Taiwan when when cool. stuff got hairy and and I guess a little bit of total disclosure. But she was in a, in California. But when stuff started getting hairy about you know late February, you know and uh, March, uh, early March, she was like, I'm going to Taiwan. My family's there. Blah blah blah. She's in Taiwan right now. So when yeah. that happened, essentially, I was doing it at a three in the morning. Yeah. Just wow. because. Time difference. Yeah. Well, let me let me go there for a second, because three in the morning is hardcore for anybody. But a lot of people who are contemporaries who have families will say, I don't know about these late times. I got a wife and kid. Now you, full disclosure, do have a spouse and a child, but yet you still found time to make that happen. What was the decision behind that? Well, see, that's the thing. I, and it's not just, I mean, to again total disclosure i'm actually a grandfather bro oh, uh, yes yeah, yeah, so, no i appreciate it but so so i i guess I, I should preface it with the fact that you know my wife and i a little bit of an age difference right and when well, we you met like 29 though right oh i thank you I, 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 <laughs> 30 like what I, I, thir 35 this me, year okay so me you're the same age as i am all right yeah absolutely yeah. Okay. but see so that's that's the thing so uh when i met my wife she had three kids from a previous marriage, right? And then we had one together, right? So that's four. I would hear things as, you know, kind of demotivators, as like, oh, wait, you have a family, so you can't do this. You can't, you know, whatever. You're from Inglewood. You shouldn't sound like this. Like, I've heard it over mm. and over, right? They were like, I want to do the thing. So I'm just going to do the thing. The, f I mean, I, I'm talking to you via a laptop now, which I purchased during the pandemic. Shout out to Best Buy. But the thing about it is my entire four, almost five-year career was done straight on my phone. Every interview that I've done on my own, not with another promotion that is you know, basically giving me money and using their production crew or free admission media who were very kind. And I was, you know, I mean, driving from, you know, like kind of, Los Feliz area all the way to Orange County to do Ooh. a podcast, uh, Gym Crashers and everything like that. And, as you know, these were things were just like, again, I'm not going to use anything as an excuse to, like, I see where I want to go. I saw where you guys were going in terms of Afterbus. I know where Rogan is. I know where Joey Diaz is. I know where whoever is, right? Yeah. I'm not going to let that stop me from getting to, at least in the conversation, to be that. Now, for me, I know that, again, Joe Rogan had five ways of, you know, people knowing him when he started his podcast, right? Yeah. He was known as a UFC commentator, as a comedian. He was mm -hmm. on news radio. He was on Fair Factor. Right, absolutely. Comes, yeah. 
Yes, right. So, and then uh, there's uh, and a lifelong mixed mar I mean, lifelong martial artist. That's five ways that people know of Joe Rogan. I don't have any of that, right? But Rogan essentially took ten years to build this thing, and he was didn't even know what he was doing. I mean, he was averaging even being on Fear Factor, you know, two hundred views on on live stream, right? So for me, at the very least, that's five ways people knew. Of Joe Rogan, I have to work at least five times as hard, at the very least. Yeah. Put in the same ten years, at at least five years. Yeah. I, I mean five times five times as hard as Rogan, at the very least, right? But then I see what you're doing, right? You, I mean, it's it's almost intimidating, whether it be pro wrestling, whether it be, <laughs> oh. yeah, you and James Lott Jr. I'm yeah. all like, oh my gosh, yeah. like I I kind of just is intimidating, yeah. I mean, jeez. <laughs> Uh, and and again, you know the fact that I've been on both of your guys' platforms and like it's a, and have you guys both as guests, like I couldn't be more honored, right? And and that's another thing is like I saw what you guys were doing at After Buzz. I I feel a sense of kinship to you yeah. guys, you know. And uh, you you know whether you James uh, Leslie Cologne, George Ramosa, Jack Farmer, like all of these names, right? You guys have encouraged me so much and not even known it right so that's one of the things that as as a bit of gratitude to have you guys on my you know podcast now the thing about it was i wanted to make sure that i built it to where people would be able to engage with you guys because i you guys are you know in all of media you guys are some of the 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 uncut gems that i mean should be shown on you know, a, a pedestal. So oh, I made oh, sure that I your did lips that. are God's ears, man. Put me on all the pedestals, you know. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, you I, I listen, I, I, a lot to unpack there, man. Uh, for those of you who don't know about the Southern California area, what what uh, George? I'm probably George now. What uh, Woods is saying, like he traveled basically 40 miles to to make this podcast at the gym crashes happen, which could be up to two hours in traffic on a Friday. Mm -hmm. So that's just crazy. On a uh, Tuesday. And, Oh, that's not even a cool day. Uh, but mm -hmm. and also, man, I think it, it really is a case of iron shop and iron. The wrestling crew in AfterBuzz, which is this, I guess defunct or or dormant media company, the wrestling kids were kind of by themselves. But even then, on the way out, where we all got released in, into the wild, and we're like, well, what are we doing? I was on the impression is I would do whatever I can to build up as many people ever. Because let's say someone, hopefully like a user saying, sees a video of me hanging out with Leslie Colonna and Jack Farmer. I want them to be like, oh, that's Jack Farmer from that thing, and Leslie from that thing. This is the Rat Pack, as opposed to being like, who's that? <laughs> who's that? So like, you know, if anyone has any, any questions or they wanted me to fill in for them because their guest dropped out, if I'm available, I'll totally do it. But I want to talk about According to Woods because as, a, as an end user, though, sometimes I, I go on your page and I'm like, how did he get him, her, them, all these people, how'd you shoot your shot? That's the one thing I'm t I know personally I want to learn is the, the bravery it takes to make that call. No, 100%. And um, I, I, I appreciate the, the kind words. But for me, again, so the last four, four and a half years, almost five years, I've done MMA shows, Weekend Warrior, you know, where I've cultivated relationships with a lot of, you know, the, the fighters that you see on TV, you know, and to me, most people will see like all oh, the names of like a you know a Frank Trigg or they'll see a Josh Barnett and not know that you know it wasn't just like a happenstance thing. You know, I met Josh Barnett when he was cornering one of his fighters for an MMA fight for Combate Americas, right? Yeah. So 
it's essentially four and a half years worth of you know, uh, relationships are cultivated that I can just be able to say, hey, you want to do these things? And it's not just like those names. It's it's you guys. It's, you know, the guys at, at Keyboard Warriors MMA, the guys Verbal Tap with Rafa Sparza, like other content creators and podcasters and taking a little bit from them, learning, you know, literally, you know, flying by the seat of your pants and seeing what you guys are doing, what what I can work, what I can bring to you guys, because that's the, that's the other thing. I also, if I'm taking, I also want to give back. So whatever sure. I'm using, that's it. So um, I, and I, I call to this, this is a coat of arms that has been with me since like my middle school year, where I, I, I remember Crozier Middle School, they're on the bulletin board outside. Um, it said it takes a lifetime to become an overnight success. Now, my mom made sure that my sister and I, we we took that in, right? And I think it absolutely it relates to this, right? Is everybody will see like a big name or, you know, 250 podcasts at, at the very least since July, right? But not know that it took all of these things or, or maybe going to a jiu-jitsu thing or, you know, befriending somebody at a wrestling show, and, you know, like that will get this interview. And then it becomes a Pandora's box. Now I have a fan. Shout out to Everett Osmer in Alabama who, you know, he's been sending wow. me people from Alabama. Like, wow, and yeah. Bellator fighters and, and just like, so crazy, you know, and then they've become my friends and then they're like, oh, my my friend is fighting or there's a wrestling match going on here or whatever the case may yeah. be. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. I think it was right around, I want to say, I want to say it was like September, right? Where I was just like, I didn't want, and I, I had only been doing it about a month and a half at that point, but I didn't want to go on any of my timelines, whether it be Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, whatever the Instagram, right? And see somebody doing something, right? Of note, especially during this time, right? They're doing something. They're opening a business during a pandemic. They're having a fight. They're wrestling a match. They're doing a podcast or whatever. If they were doing something and they were on my timeline, you damned it, I got in them DMs and like, hey, you got the thing? Let's go ahead and promote it. And like, they've they've obliged you know yeah I, that's i think that's that's the most inspirational thing ever i will definitely uh cut that out and play it over and over again because i know you get kind of in your own head at least from i do when you have trying to make the best show possible and cutting up your episodes is that that oh man let me break that circle out of my circle of friends and and i'm having middle to success but the, the the numbers of people you've gotten that i know you don't know by one generation or one degree maybe a second degree is astounding uh i i guess the the question i have then when it comes to sliding the dms and making the ask they're doing the show i mean when do you feel like you made it? You said you got a fan, which fans I think is always a benchmark of someone on the path to something. Is there a point in your life career you feel like you made it, or are you still pressing on, or what do you feel in the, in the headspace currently? Well, see, the, the thing, this was the thing. This is the thing that I always wanted to do. I always, like, if I would have talked to my mom who is dearly departed and tell her I've got a studio in my house, right, that I can just talk to whoever I want. And she's like, you better go ahead and use it, right? Mm -hmm. My dad, who is a musician, same thing. Right? You've got a studio in your house, use it, right? So that's the thing. And I don't, as as, as creators, right, and especially, you know, I'm a son of a, of a 
tortured artists. A, 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 I guess they call it busking now, but we call it street performers. My dad right. was essentially playing his music on, at Fisherman's Wharf in San Francisco. And that's the reason why I never was able to go to judo class or anything when I was a kid. Because like Friday, Saturday and Sunday, those are tourist days. Those are the days that we work. My dad didn't get to the acclaim where... Every, he was a household name, right? So I knew that, right? And I knew that always festered, right? So for me, I kind of looked at that and I'm like, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to be that, right? I'm not going to be tortured. I'm going to make my my voice known. I'm going to, I'm literally shouted off to the rooftop every. And again, if I see somebody's going on, like you had Leslie Colon on and whatever, I'm tweeting that you had Emily May. I'm tweeting yeah, that. Like I saw that, that, man. those it's are like... the. No, but that but that's it. It's just like now we are the the Walter Cronkites. We are the Dan Rathers. We are exactly this because if I look at any news, you know, uh, agency or what have you, a lot of their local footage is shot by courtesy of and they have somebody's Instagram handle. So to me, we're not any different, you know, than than the people that have gone, you know, two, four, six years to, you know, in college do. Exactly that. And here's the thing. I went to radio school, right? I, I literally was going from Inglewood to Huntington Beach, you know, beach in Edinger behind the BJs to the Academy of Radio and Television Broadcasting, right? And I was that was four hours each way, and I only had Thursday and Sundays off, right? And the only thing that prevented it from happening, right, and me getting a job with K-Rock or whatever the case may be, and that was the... The mindset was the fact that in 2003 here in LA we had a bus strike, so I couldn't, I couldn't oh, go. Had wow. to pay twenty thousand dollars worth of tuition that I get, don't have a degree or even a certificate of completion for, right? Yeah. But these, to me, I think they are outliers, right? When you look at like a, a Ronda Rousey who plays bronze, you know, in judo, right? Olympic judo. When you look at Daniel Cormier, you know, a two-time, two-time simultaneous two-division you know, UFC champion, right? And he was fourth, fourth on the Olympic team, right? You know, if there was a fourth place medal on the Olympics or wrestling, that would be DC, right? But those things happen, right? Because if they had gotten the goals in, in their respective ventures, would they have gone on to do what they ended up doing after all of that? You know, and that's, mm. that's to me. All of these things had to happen. The fact that, you know, I, again, you know, went four hours each way, had it all derailed by, you know, a, uh, a bus strike, something completely out of my control, you know, winning my wife, having a family, having my dad pass away, you know, uh, my mom pass away, all of these things, my uncle pass away, you know, like all of these things, because I don't know if any of those things would be essentially restored that I'd right. be doing this because I would be comfortable. Like, yeah, I've got my mom here. I've got my dad here. Or, you know, my mom would probably be like, no, AJ, you, you should be doing it this way and that way and kind of yeah. nitpicking and whatever. So like, I, oh, don't curse or whatever the case may be. Right. So uh, like, curse you want, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, no, but, but, but that's the reality of it. Right. So yeah. in, in many ways, like I'm, I'm reaching, and, and to, to go back to what you were saying in terms of like knowing wh where you're, you made it or not, I'm still not completely convinced that my parents are, are proud of me. 
Mm, right? I'm the feeling. So, so with that being said, I'm going to work so hard. And again, there, this is this is something that I can't. It's not tangible, right? Like knowing whether your parents are, are proud of you or not. They're not here. I can't get that from them, you know, vocally or what have you. So for me, I'm just like, okay, I need to feel like they're proud of me. I'm a little bit closer because I mean, it's it's so crazy. My dad passed away, massive heart attack, Christmas morning of 2010. And my mom passed away three years later, instantaneously through a brain aneurysm on December 4th, right? So okay. essentially same, I mean, same month, three years apart, you know, the holidays are always tough for me, especially this year. But it got a little bit easier because I know I'm a little bit closer to fulfilling whatever their legacy and what they wanted for me was than I had been in years past. So yeah. I think that's it, you know. Is this it? Is, is the corner of the woods it? Is it broadcasting? No, it no, I, I'll always do this. I, I will always do this. And uh, yeah, yeah. but I, I think I'm a little bit closer to making my my parents proud but uh, this is this is my art as somebody that didn't have a secret talent that wasn't athletically gifted heck i'm half american descended as slaves and half fijian right the same similar you know genealogies run through none other than the rock right oh, yeah. i'm all a five nine yeah. didn't get that i've got women in my family on both sides of the family that are six foot Plus, right? right? So, I mean, and, and theoretically speaking, the way that I charted my life out to be as a, what, 18-year-old kid, you know, wow. I was going to the Air Force and whatever. But after that all happened, I was going to get the growth spurt at 21, much like my dad did, right? And then I would wrestle probably for, like, in Japan, right, until I blew my knees out. And then I would settle down in a commentator spot somewhere in a North American promotion. It's very right? specific. <laughs> so yeah. specific. I'm kind of specific until I'm not, right? Right. So, so with that all being said, like, that that was it. But obviously, there are things that have happened, you know, like my dad being a musician, right? I couldn't go to the Air Force despite having four years of, you know, high school ROTC that they were going to give me E3 rank and pay and a $15,000 signing bonus. Again, this is like post 9-11. So you got to yeah, keep everything yeah. in the context where they were just grabbing people left and right. And I scored really high on the ASVAB to go to the Air Force and what have you. But I literally be tested four times my, uh, my hearing tests and I failed each one worse than the one before it. Oh, right. I'm wow. deaf as a doornail. Right. Yeah. But again, those are those those outliers that essentially like prevented me, but also enabled me to do what I'm doing now. Yeah, it's, it's funny you mention that, because uh, if we're about the same age, then the, the towers fell for me uh, my junior year of high school, which is like, like 16. It was like the perfect time to do a list. Right. Uh, and it was my hometown. I mean, like half my town was embellowed in smoke and uh, I wanted to, to be in the Air Force as well. And uh, I was too I was too heavy. The reason why they couldn't they couldn't sign me I was like at the time I was like five foot nine, two seventy five, 
on my JV football team. And uh, I realized after they turned me down, uh, my mom was like, yeah, when she came to this country, she wanted to be an Air Force nurse. And they told her the same thing. And I was like, two generations of fat asses. Mom's like, stop swearing. I'm like, ah, whatever. <laughs> you know, but it, it's funny because like that would have turned in a total different direction in my life. Because if I went to the military, I probably wouldn't have gone to a liberal arts college in Florida for, for communication. I wouldn't have done the film school thing. I wouldn't have done, con- like, I don't I have no idea. It would be a whole different pot of pumpkin, my mom would say. So, Yeah, uh, pot of pumpkin. I like it. Yeah, it's a very, very, very Caribbean thing. Uh, so before we went live, you were talking about the fact you have a clothing line i want details oh i guess i man uh, so i try to keep it under wraps but why uh, be, be, essentially right now it's i i did the whole legal zoom this is the, the one thing that i did absolutely legit right i went oh, and got the i mean this is a 12 dollar mic from amazon this is a 12 dollar you know, yeah so Look, i mean but but the one thing that i went legit about was the fact see and i love it i love it i absolutely love it but that's the one thing like and so the the brand uh, that i i'm i guess i'm not the uh the the uh, what do they call it like the fairy uh, investor and everything oh, like that angel investor yeah angel investor right um much like how joe rogan did on it and he, you know he'll let it slip and like we here at on it i'm like ah, 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 i got you <laughs> I see it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so essentially vintage rap work and i can i can speak in now because i've gotten one set of paperwork so vintage rap work uh, that oh, is cool. my clothing line and um when you see the logo uh, and I'll, I'll DM you that, and I, I probably should have done it before, but essentially, so according to Woods, right? Woods is my last name and, and one given to me by, you know, my, my genealogy from my father, right? So that was one way of honoring my dad's side of the family's legacy, right? And I'm, I'm Woods, like I'm not Adam, like fuck, nobody sure. has ever called, since I was in ROTC ninth grade and a fat as shit too, yeah. you know, like nobody's called me Adam. Like, and I, I would get into fights because, hey, Adam, where's Eve? And I, bam, that, that's, that, <laughs> I'm triggered. That's how we do. Yeah, oh, 100%. You know, my wife was like, oh, we're having a boy, Adam Jr. I'm like, fuck no. No one deserves and that. I, nope. Yeah. So, so we went with Owen, which, uh, yes, of course, of Owen Hart and uh, really? Owen Hart. Yes, absolutely. Oh, she, awesome. she let me do it. It's, uh, yeah, it's, I was about to say, absolutely. women don't usually. Why is it usually? Yeah. yeah. But the thing about it is, Owen Hart and I share the same birthday of May 7th. Oh. Right? Yeah. And Does it rock as May 7th? Oh, he's May 2nd. <laughs> May 2nd, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Owen, Owen Hart and I, we share the same birthday. And again, we kind of, I kind of mentioned Brody Lee uh, in terms of like somebody that nobody had anything bad to say about, right? And that's one thing about Owen, right? Is yeah. you know when he passed, nobody, you know, outside of Steve Austin, but obviously because the, you know, the Paul Driver, the Heart Aaron Paul Driver, and, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. He he has a reason to grind an axe, right? But one one thing that was prevailing in terms of people's story even you know so many years after was how fun owen was you know how much of a, a prankster a river he was right so i'm like if if my kid is going to get anything hopefully he could be you know a quarter of good as owen hart so that's it and my kid fucking plays pranks on me shares memes and shit like that i'm <laughs> like called it yeah, yeah i get i did it no but yeah so so with with that all being said it's just like 
man, it, it's it's kind of a crazy ride to, to think about it because like I see people studying podcasts today and like I'll slide into the DMs like, hey, this is great. I took a listen to it, blah, blah, blah. Like you could do this. I, and I, I don't call it advice because yeah, I'm not a guy, you know, I'm. I'm I'm trying to make it myself, right? So, but I will offer encouragement, right? Whereas a lot of people, especially, and that's one thing that I love about like the MMA kind of combat sporty world or whatever, because in any other instance, right, you, you're going for a particular position, you're you're applying for a job, right? You're you know trying to get a promotion or whatever. People will fucking undercut you like a motherfucker. Mm -hmm. Will sell out their own damn mama, whatever. And if that's you, do you, boo boo, right? But I mean, that's not me, right? So yeah. here in this kind of entertainment, combat sport, whatever space, like we're creating what I feel is what you know the forefathers of the, what ended up becoming Warner Brothers or Paramount or all of these things, right? We're, we're basically cultivating that. We're, we're creating our own Marvel Cinematic Universe via YouTube and everything, and moreover, supporting each other. Okay. That, that, is, that is it. And whatever this next phase of whether you call it media, entertainment, content creator, whatever you want to call it, but it, it makes no difference to me. What, whatever you want to call it, that's awesome. But whatever this next phase of what our understanding of what this media median is, yeah. we're going to do it, and we're going to do it looking back at it in the rear view, going like, these are the exact things that we did to get here. True. Right? And not only that, but we're going to be able to you know, have an adult beverage or eight you know, and drive responsibly, obviously. But, you know, and we're going to do it together, right? And that I'm going to look over at Flobo and I'm like, dude, you made it. Ah, you made it. And Gormosa and Jack Farmer and Steve Kaufman. And like, yeah. and I'm going to be able to share these things with you guys and you guys with me. And, you know, your, your path is going to be different than mine. And that's awesome. And what you're going to, what you learn from this, you know, zinging instead of zagging and what have you. And, that might be the thing that I might need to jump into the next phase of the career, like whatever the hell. But like, again, we're, we're not selling each other out. You didn't have to have me on here. So I'm <laughs> eternally honored to have you to be here in your space, you know? So it's that for me, like, and that's the, the most, I guess it would be gratifying, right? The fact that we don't have to sell each other out. Like I'm going to share my, share my, share your guys' shit on the people that follow me because like I fucking love not only you guys, but the shit that you guys are creating. And absolutely. So, so that, that's the reason why it's vintage kind of this whole community idea, the community aspect yeah. of the brand, which is grappling like the, yes. you sell you out, I'll sell you out. And, yes. And, yeah. and here's, here's the other thing. So um, when I'll send you the logo, my deal was, okay, we've got according to woods and I've got my dad's side of the family essentially set. Right. With my mom's side of the family, yes, I'm doing the broadcasting thing that my grandfather did or what have you. But essentially what I did was I basically used my grandfather's face as as kind of the centerpiece of the logo, right? Mm -hmm. Because I heard my mom when we were, you know, not having great financial luck or, you know, what have you. Man, I wish my dad would have done his thing here 
in America rather than Fiji and people would know and we would have in turn have a better life. Right. Right. So for me, that was very important to use my grandfather's image and what have you, because it's essentially like what my mom would have wanted. Right. Sure. And not just that, but the fact that, you know, we have friends in wrestling. I've got friends in MMA. Right. And, you know, they might have a, as a, additional bonus to essentially uh, buy a ticket, right? Or to have people buy tickets from them for whatever show that they're fighting at, working, whatever. They have fight shirts, right? And I mean, I'm not calling anybody out, but some of them look like dog shit. Because it's quick some and of them easy, look, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I wanted to have something. I, I look at like Roots of Fight, right? They make shit, you know, if you, you get like a um, Jack Johnson you know, like vintage inspired, whatever, you're not thinking about like, oh, Jack Johnson or whatever. You don't care about Julio Cesar Chavez. I don't know why you wouldn't because he's one of the greatest ever, but those are the things that happen, right? They just wear it because it looks fucking cool. So yeah. I wanted to have a, a combat sports kind of essence, right, thing that tied in my grandfather, but also like grappler, that could be a wrestler, amateur professional collegiate or what have you that mm -hmm. could be a catch wrestler that could be there's so many things that could be you know a jujitsu head that could be a judo head like whatever that case may be but i wanted to much like this like this has a hawaiian gal on it yeah. i don't know, know what the fuck that means but it looks like <laughs> cool, and i bought it right so uh, it's my hope that Vintage Grappler would be exactly that. You might not be into fucking grappling. And that's also where the podcast is, too. Like, yeah. I, I don't. I want you to watch and listen and not give a shit about MMA. Like, I, it's great that you're not a, a fan of MMA. And that's one thing that Rogan does, you know, or, you know, there's many people that they don't skew it to a particular genre. They just like, fuck it. Here it is. If you like me you'll probably be into this shit, but even if not, you at least know the person's name. So that's mm -hmm. that's essentially what Vintage Grappler is. It's like fucking putting shit out there that even people that aren't in the genre, that aren't super hardcore into the shit that I'm into, will yeah. still buy, buy the shirt, like it, rep it, post it on social media, and what have you, and hopefully encourage more sales. So two questions. One, what kind of shirts? We're talking like like things actually wear in the ring or like street casual and two- Street is casual? Is it out yet? Oh no no! So it's it's not out yet. But if you if you went down a particular social media wormhole and you look, maybe on Facebook, maybe on YouTube, maybe on Instagram and Twitter, Snapchat and TikTok, even there is a vintage grappler page with nothing on it. That happens on launch day, folks. So. Oh. So you're not even going to tell me when's launch day? You're just going to be like, yeah, just follow it now. Let you know. Hey, I don't know when fucking Legal Zoom is going to send my fucking papers back. Uh, if, it, if it's Legal Zoom, I, I did uh, a DBA this year. It took me three months. So if a DBA okay. is three months, I'm thinking the normal time times 1.5. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, there we go. So, That's it. Yeah, because I had to do that to get the uh, the business loans. Cause, uh, you so, know, uh, so I guess, I mean, launch oh, date is like sometime in the summer is what, what Flobo's saying. Yeah, yeah. If you can't get Easter, man, might as well make it a summer thing. <laughs> I love Easter pastels and fucking Easter eggs. Yeah, I, I love, mean, I, yeah, I love Easter Easter wear. It's definitely uh, a well. If you were a church person, that was what you show out in church with your yellow suits and your purple hats, and it was it was a cool time. <laughs> hey y'all, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> I'm highly favored. No, I'm <laughs> so so. Till so 2021, it's it's it, the way the day this this releases are already 2021, but recording it a couple days before that. 
I'm not sure if you're a guy that does resolutions. If you do, let me know. If you don't, that's cool. But what are you looking forward to accomplish in the following 10, 12 months? You know what? I, I'm actually doing everything that I love, right? There's nothing in years past. There have been things that have essentially eluded me, right? And that I was just like, maybe next year or what have you. I have a wife, have my kids. I'm doing podcasting. I got this clothing line deal. So just to further all of that shit, yeah, I can probably fucking lose a couple pounds. I'm going to essentially hashtag unfat fuck myself because right now that and i'm all painful. for yeah i know and here's the thing i'm all for pro body positivity and body image and whatever but again like i said my dad died of a heart attack my mom died of a of a brain aneurysm right so yeah. with that all being said for me to be a fat fuck and that's how i'm going to identify myself i'm a fat fuck right now right and i should know better with all of the things that and there might even be a, a you know unfat fuck yourself vintage grappler shirt that that might be in the works but with that, <laughs> Boy, that being said, <laughs> yes why not i'm just saying so i mean uh it, it, one way to find out if your church is unitarian uh, right. that's one way to figure it out uh, but anyway so so yeah so yeah i i mean i i essentially want to do exactly what i'm doing but better mm -hmm. optimize whatever fucking process that i've got and then yeah i i actually want to so Naga, which is the North American Grappling Association, okay. uh, is a grappling organization that you know kind of encompasses whether it be catch wrestlers, judokas, jujitsu people, what have you. And you know we basically they basically see who's the best out of the the styles, right? And it's something that you know you can fucking pay your money and then you know get a medal or whatever. But when you get to a purple belt in jujitsu, you get to essentially contend for a North American Grappling Association or Naga title, right? Mm. An actual title belt. Now, I'm good if the Jiu-Jitsu heads that wanted to get a fucking gold medal in the Worlds and the Pan Ams or whatever the fuck or whatever, but I mean, I'm not an Olympian. I grew up a fan of fucking pro wrestling, right? right. So in my head, the greatest parable in life is you get your ass kicked 364 days out of the year and the one by your foe and the one time that you get to kind of turn it on its ass and beat the shit out of your foe is this kind of wrestlemania big pomp and circumstance type scenario not only do you topple your foe but the largest stage that there is right and yeah. essentially grab get a belt for your efforts saying that signifies that you're in the best in the world of what you do right so for me naga is that and I need to, to contend for a belt. I need to be a purple belt in jujitsu. So 2021 is going to be the start of my quest for a purple belt so I can get the belt that matters, the North American Grappling Association title. Oh, man, I hope you get that because that sounds like a whole big deal. I'll make sure I'll do the whole Byron Saxon. He done it! He done it! <laughs> uh, you know, at Adam K. Woods, according to Woods, how many Woods can I say in a nickname? Thanks so much for being on the show, man. You got to come back soon. I want to see how everything goes, especially on launch day of your brand. I might bring you one for that. But here is the most formulaic question on the planet. Where can the world find you online to stalk and be part of your stuff, fun and stuff and brand? Oh, I'm glad that you asked that, good sir. So uh, it's literally according to Woods on every social media feed, except for Twitter, where I'm 
Adam K. Woods, but if you put it in the Twitter machine, as according to Woods, you'll still find me. And literally everything, whether it be Facebook, YouTube, whatever, literally I, I went ahead and did that, that whole link tree thing. So it's going to be a wormhole. When you get to one thing, you're going to find the other. So the YouTube page is according to Woods and whatever. But if you go to the YouTube page, you're going to see the link tree. You're going to you go to the Instagram page, link tree. That, I'm, you know the deal. Link tree is a game changer for sure. Uh, and, and, and once again, the Vintage Grappler social media accounts? That's a Vintage Grappler on literally everything. And uh, again, it's tentative. Thanks so much for listening to New Amsterdam Radio. Learn more about the show at newamsterdam.com. That's K-N-E-W Amsterdam.com. Until next time, this city is yours. <laughs>